0: This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to a special edition. Welcome to the Retail Insider Podcast. I'm Craig Patterson, and we're joined here today with Adam Sturok. He's a VP of uh, Product Marketing at Ampliance. Welcome. Hi there, great to be here. Thank you very much. (laughs) Whereabouts are you today?
1: I am in a small village in the northeast of England called Rothbury. Uh, That's about half an hour's drive north of Newcastle.
0: Oh, excellent. Oh, no, it's... (laughs) Someday we'll get to travel again here because I'm over in Toronto, Canada. So <laughs> mm. what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a bit about um, the importance of agility to the future of retail. Um, uh, we're in a very unique time. We've uh, been put into a situation where there's a pandemic, which has uh, certainly changed uh, the way that consumers do uh, you know, transactions, uh, uh, many other big changes happening. So uh, um, tell me a little bit about uh, the company you're working for, Ampliance, and, uh, and how you got there.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so Ampliance is a leading uh, commerce experience management platform. So we provide a uh, headless CMS, uh, digital asset management platform, and sort of DXP uh, for enterprise uh, and high-growth retailers and brands. Um, that's maybe might, might a bit of a, a mouthful, but we, yeah, in, in sort of short, we provide a, a modern CMS.
0: Oh, excellent, excellent, and. Tell me a little bit about headless commerce. This is something we're hearing a lot about and some people may not necessarily you know,
1: understand it. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a few terms that get kind of get thrown around uh, now. So there's obviously headless, there's Mac, composable, there's like all these different like, industry terms. Headless is really the separation of the front end from the back end. So the front end could be an experience, whether that's a website, a mobile application, maybe an in-store experience. And obviously the back end is where you do your day-to-day work from a you know, commerce logic or your sort of content management and sort of needs in the creation process itself. Um, Mac is sort of a, a more advanced version of that where there's some more architectural principles. It stands for microservices, API first, cloud native, and headless. There's a whole sort of alliance of best of breed vendors that kind of collaborate and come together to kind of create a, a greater solution than the sum of its parts. And then sort of composable is just sort of a continuation of this sort of thread of sort of separation of concerns and the ability to, for a company to very rapidly put together this new architecture, this new solution. Um, yeah, I, don't, I think I kind of missed uh, one of the, your very first questions, uh, how I joined the company as well, so maybe I could touch on that too. Absolutely, um, yes. Yeah, so I joined Ampliance at the beginning of this year. I was consulting uh, last year, um, prior to that, I founded a company back in 2013. It was a headless commerce platform before really headless was a thing. Uh, that company was acquired at the end of 2019. Uh, but we started working together. We had sort of two halves to uh, the whole solution. Sort of the the commerce platform, the commerce engine is obviously the, the transactional part of a shopping experience, and then the the CMS, the, the experience side of like how does a customer browse and discover and go through that sort of purchase journey is more of the responsibility of the the CMS. So we ended up sort of co-selling my old company and Amplines together uh, for a few, uh, retailers. So that was kind of like, I guess we both had sort of our own sort of gaps in our product offerings. And so sort of it was kind of a, a bit of a match uh, in that regard. Um, so yeah, I, I was consulting with them last year, um, sort of helping them, uh, with some, some of the thought leadership sort of material and content and just sort of opinions, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, join join, join full time at the uh, beginning of this year.
0: Oh, excellent! It's a bit of a journey, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely. Oh, it's excellent.
0: Um, and and talking about agility in retail, um, let's talk a little bit about that. What um, what have you seen recently? Uh, in uh, in your experience around uh, retail, working with Amplians?
1: Yeah. So. Obviously, we've gone through a lot of changes over the past year, especially, but there's there's always these internal and external pressures on an organization, whether that's, you know, internally, it could be sort of content production processes and sort of the team makeup. And so sort of what, what does it take to get an experience live and all the sort of the baton and passes and the roadblocks that might sort of occur inside the organization. And then there's also external pressures, which obviously the pandemic is an obvious one, but there are obviously others. So there's competition. There are sort of te- technological changes that are happening in the ecosystem. There are the larger sort of movements that play with, like Amazon, for example. There's there's a lot of these different things that a, a business sort of has to grapple with. And the the only real sort of answer, a, a solution to that, is agility. And how do you how do you as an organization become more agile so you're able to adapt quickly, uh, and and not not just react to um, what's happening. Internally or, or, or in the environment externally, but how do you proactively, you know, drive initiatives and sort of drive that change and force that change yourself and sort of give yourself a competitive edge? Um, so, for like for example, like some of the some of the com- some of the companies and customers that Ampliance uh, serves had already sort of made that transition to headless, and they were sort of in a better position than some of their peers because um, you know with install locations closing, they're able to spin up um, digital first experiences far faster to kind of cater and sort of fill the gaps that oh, well, sort of what, what, what once existed, I guess, mm. um, which is, you know, compared to what we five, 10 years ago, you wouldn't be able to have done that. It would have been like a six to nine month, 12 month sort of build process uh, to create a new experience from scratch, um, whereas that barrier to entry has been lowered significantly. Wow.
0: That's interesting. Um, I wonder if we'll see many more uh, businesses utilize this as well in, in terms of a strategy, just given the ease. Uh, it seems like you said a barrier to entry has
1: come down. Uh, yeah, least, I think it's, it's inevitable. I think it's sort of like eventually, like a few years from now, sort of headless will be um, sort of very widespread and you probably won't even know if you're using it. Just like SaaS is widespread now. like Everyone has adopted SaaS, or so like at least like the majority of the market has. And the same thing will be true for headless. A few years from now, sort of, that will be the way in which all systems are built. Um, so it's, it's more a matter of time, uh, in my opinion.
0: Interesting, interesting. Now, some retailers in Canada have actually um, uh, partnered with Ampliance. I think uh, you mentioned Harry Rosen was one of them.
1: Yeah, that's right. Harry Rosen um, implemented Ampliance uh, in 2020, sort of just as the pandemic was beginning to hit, and that sort of accelerated their plans. Obviously, like, their install locations closed uh, and they had to sort of figure out what were they going to do. How were they going to sort of meet that um, that challenge to their business? How do they continue to serve their customers? Um, and the, yeah, the great news is they were already kind of halfway through the implementation of a Mac-based system, so it was just a case of accelerating that that timeline and that sort of MVP launch to get to a concierge, uh, your know, suit fitting experience through their website uh, instead, because obviously they couldn't sort of do that. In a, in a physical environment, but people still still may need suits. So obviously, people are still, um, you know, maybe maybe there's still weddings and things that were not quite closed down, and maybe there was still some travel happening, et cetera. So, um, yeah.
0: Oh, excellent, excellent. So, but in terms of benefits, um, do you recall what uh, what the company saw in in terms of uh, this this you know, I guess amplifying the business uh, moving forward, especially as stores well keep opening and closing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Of, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like a a matter of like, if you close down all of these businesses, like in physic in physical space, there's it's, it's pretty much like you cannot continue to operate. And then you kind of you go into furlough, and there's obviously like government like grants and things that they're trying to solve for. But then, if you're able to, you know, keep your business online, and if you if you have some digital strategy, that is sort of it's, it's sort of I guess a, a it's a it's a binary benefit, I suppose for. Harry Rosen for you know close or open um but yeah so they, they were able to like keep their experience open online and digital became their priority um, at the yeah sort of, I think they launched like in 16 weeks so they were, they accelerated their plans and then mid 2020 they were sort of up to speed online and they could continue to serve their customers um, which is a pretty impressive turnaround time considering that you know you're migrating and you're you've got legacy systems in place um and like in from um, from my experience, at least like when I look back over my you know, ten years ago, um, implementing a new system could take six months, a year, or longer. Especially if you're thinking about putting together several different vendors, um, which Amplience is only one of a few different pe- you know, important pieces that kind of have to come together to create this more modern new experience.
0: No, um, oh, that's really interesting. And, and how about the Ampliance's penetration into the Canadian market currently? Obviously, we just talked about Harry Rosen. Um, um, is, is this being adopted quite quickly or is, are we seeing a movement towards that being adopted quite quickly?
1: We're um, seeing it sort of across the board. It's becoming a bit of a, like, if we're seeing it in, Europe seems to be sort of leading the way, but then the US and the North American market and can, Canadian markets are picking up uh, speed as well uh, now. So we're actually expanding into the US um, well, as I'm aware, from from our hiring plans to kind of meet those needs, um, which is super exciting.
0: Oh, excellent, excellent, and and Canada as well, of course, uh, mm-hmm. is seeing growth here, which is terrific. Um, talking about the overall future of retail, do you have a vision safer? Well, use three years, maybe not five, because you know the world is changing quite quickly. But do you see you know hybrid physical digital retail? Tell me a little bit about what you think. The future is going to be like.
1: Yeah, I kind of see that there's going to be this definite overlap of these two sort of the offline and the online worlds sort of meeting, mm-hmm. and it really does come down to um, the infrastructure, the solutions that you have in place, sort of being capable of you know spreading across both of those different channels. Uh, I I could sort of it's almost like um, like this offline in store experience where a brand or a retailer doesn't know who the customer is unless they've got like a loyalty card for example I Mm -hmm. feel like that's going that barrier is going to get broken down Um, you've obviously got like the Amazon like self-checkout stores where you just kind of walk in and there's cameras and they're kind of watching you that maybe is a few years beyond three years from now for like for that to be the the common experience but the people have smartphones in their pocket um, so that there's hardware there's technology already in place to kind of begin to connect a consumer to a brand, and for the brand to know who they are, and to give those personalised experiences. And you've, you've got beacon technology. That there's a lot of different things. I think they're going are to enrich the offline experience and make it more. Um, it's not just you know a transaction when you're going into a store. You, if you just want a transaction, you're going to go to Amazon and you're just going to buy a commodity. But the in-store experiences, I think, are going to be uh, more personal, more enriched, more experiential, sort of driven. Sort of I imagine it's a little bit like Apple, where you kind of walk in and you can kind of get those expert opinions and views. Uh, so sort of people walk through that sort of experience. That's where I feel like where everyone says like bricks and mortar is dying. I just think it has to evolve. Because um, obviously the world, the world is a different place than it was a few years ago.
0: Absolutely. And now we have this digital device in our pockets, essentially. I think, you know, almost every, like, the vast majority of people have a smartphone, I think, at this point, uh, certainly in Canada and many parts of the world, if you're you know, first world, I guess you would say. But uh, uh, that now has, as I guess, sort of, you know, say, blurred the lines. But it's, it's provided an opportunity to reach the consumer uh, almost wherever they are, if they're walking past your store, if they're well, mm-hmm. at home or um, even
1: in your store. Yeah, exactly. You're, you've obviously got, like, big data and, like, the FANG companies and things where they're obviously trying to personalize your experience on your mobile device. But there are, th- there are things like there for a retailer or brand that they could sort of tap into and sort of make use of from a personalization sort of standpoint that isn't sort of this big, scary, nefarious purposes type thing, I think.
0: Yeah, is there anything else that uh, we should uh, discuss about uh, Ampliance today?
1: Um, maybe there's something around sort of, I guess, there's some misconceptions perhaps, or like headless platforms where, you know, it's, it's a very developer-centric term. And it's sort of you're going to be implementing APIs, and there's again the the misconception is that this developer is the the requirement for the engineering teams is going to slow down the delivery of experiences. Or I'm going to as a as a marketer, I might lose control of um, the experiences I'm trying to create. Obviously, like if I'm I'm a, a marketer, if I have to hand off to a developer to go and build an experience that. Doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. I think that was maybe where we were three or four years ago. Uh, but solutions like Amplians, I feel like, uh, are trying to sort of align uh, the marketer and the developer together. Um, and it's, it's even sort of like how how a, a retailer or a brand sort of operates with like calendars and driven by sort of promotions and that kind of thing. So the the tooling itself has to support sort of how a business operates and uses the tool. Mm. Um, so the developer gets to obviously use the APIs and build out the experiences and build it in a modern way, uh, whereas the, the marketer kind of needs to see what they are creating. Um, and, and the headless CMSs are building out these preview capabilities now. They do, they do exist in the market. So if you're transitioning from some sort of legacy CMS, uh, web-based or so template-based CMS, you, you, you should begin to feel quite comfortable in this new world where you have um, those same tools available to you in the admin interface. Uh, but it sort of extends beyond just a website now now you can sort of think about you know what does my mobile native app look like what does my smartwatch experience look like what does my email you can sort of tie the whole thing together and actually see what's happening um, mm. it's sort of like there was like the, the omnichannel buzzword was used quite heavily a few years back it feels like we were able to kind of now execute on the promises of omnichannel like effectively it, it just took a few years for the solutions to kind of catch up with Know, where the market was heading,
0: and do you think that the um, uh, adoption will be uh, uh, amplified uh, moving forward in terms of we're starting to see this momentum and it'll just continue?
1: Yeah, I think so. I've seen I've seen some recent stats from a, a report that we've commissioned uh, from uh, some industry analysts, and there's I think it's like eight or nine in ten retailers and brands are, are beginning to think about moving to headless and Mac and composable um, architectures, and I think that is driven. Predominantly by, uh, you know, the need to be agile, the need to move quickly and iterate, and to be where your customers are, because obviously, customers' uh, buying behavior has changed uh, radically compared to where we were ten years ago. Like now, everyone has that mobile phone in their pocket, like we, like we mentioned, um, and it's really how does a how does a retailer or a brand sort of make use of that now? It's just—it's all about sort of figuring out where your vision is, where you where you need to be from an experience standpoint. And so, plotting how how you're going to get there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's fascinating because again, the, well, the consumers changed because of technology. I, th- I think we've seen that throughout society, where you know those that win have the best technology.
1: Mm-hmm. It's in, it's interesting because obviously, like we've we've kind of gone through a few, sort of, especially the in-store experiences. We've gone through that we had like the the queue up in a line and check out with a cash register. Now we have like the self-checkout machines. Um and that obviously is is great for business because they can they have like they can fit more into like a little, you know, smaller square footage, there's less staff costs, et cetera. like there's less overhead. Um, so the, there's a there's a re-education sort of thing there that has to happen with the with the end consumer where they have to kind of learn this new experience. And obviously like humans don't always like to learn new things if they can avoid it. Uh, I know from personal experience, sometimes I'd rather just go to a regular checkout. Um, obviously, Amazon has kind of taken it to the sort of ultimate end state where like, you just pick things up and put it in a basket and like, walk out and you don't have to speak to it, any humans ever. Um, but I think there's, there's some middle ground somewhere. You, you kind of see it already with like when you go into like grocery stores and they've got like, the, the little guns where you shoot the barcodes and, as you check out on your basket, like a small basket. Um, and I think that, that, that can extend now to, you, know, you, you could probably do that with your phone with like a self-checkout. And I think there's like that propensity, especially with COVID, there's a propensity now to, for a customer to, you know, take a step back and maybe be willing to try new, new things. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I've started sometimes using self-checkouts. I I still struggle with those sometimes.
1: (laughs) There's obviously like a generational thing too, I guess, like the younger, you know, even generations younger than myself that they're going to be more willing to adopt these technologies whereas the older generations just take a bit more time I think I think the pandemic has sort of driven a lot of change like my family like um, they're doing a lot more online shopping than they ever did in the past they never they never like shopped online for groceries and now they do and I, I think that's probably I'm not probably just speaking from personal um, you know, experience I think that that is true for a lot of um, people now that they're sort of were thrust into having to do that. There was no other choice, uh, and then they kind of maybe maybe they realized it was actually okay, and it was actually um, quite fun. There obviously are some annoyances, like doing like grocery shopping online, um, <laughs> where you might end up getting some product that you don't want. But for the, for the most part, it's it's convenient, um, and and they just needed that that push to go and do that, like try that new experience out. Absolutely,
0: and then when people do it enough, and for <clears throat> A long enough period of time, it can become habit forming. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's obviously really, really powerful because then you create loyalty and, and lock in, uh, and you build up some walls and moats as a retailer or a brand, which oh. which maybe you couldn't do in the fi- in the same in the same way for like a, from a physical sort of standpoint.
0: It makes sense because yeah, the physical retail you only get the customers for a certain amount of time.
1: Yeah, you're kind of limited by physical space, whereas like digital is like it's always online. Everyone's always got a phone in their pocket. There's always screens floating around, you know, for better or for worse, these screens do exist. Thank you so much, Adam Sturok, who's VPE of product marketing at Ampliance.
0: And I'm Craig Patterson. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the Retail Insider podcast. Take care and thank you again. And that concludes our interview with Adam Sturrock from Appliance. And just a gentle reminder, we do have an email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every weekday morning, and it has a link to the Canadian news from around the web that we've curated from the previous day, as well as links to our recently published articles exclusive to Retail Insider. If you go to our website, retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area towards the bottom of our main page, and then you can get that email into your inbox every morning. So thanks everyone for listening, and Craig, thanks for chatting and chat with you next week.